0: On May 24th, scientists from Ireland and France announced a major new finding of how matter behaves in the extreme conditions of the sun's atmosphere. The scientists used large radio telescopes and ultraviolet cameras on a NASA spacecraft to better understand the exotic but poorly understood fourth state of matter known as plasma a highly unstable, electrically charged fluid. Compare the discovery of plasma in the sun with the way we usually visualize matter as liquid, solid, or gas. Now, translate this updated understanding as it relates to Luke's story about a man who had demons. That's equivalent to the way we understand mental illness compared to a time when people, including Jesus, thought some had demons and unclean spirits. Remember, Jesus was a man of his time, bound by understandings of his time, just as we are. He was not some Greek-type God walking around with all the answers in the back of the book. Like if someone had asked Jesus, what is the theory of relativity? He would have answered E equals MC squared. It's just no one ever asked him. <laughs> so, in the 21st century, how do we make sense of this story? First, hear its historical background. The interpreter's one volume commentary on the Bible does a good job unpacking this situation. The cure of a man possessed by demons is based on a story in Mark's Gospel the second of the astounding miracle stories when Jesus had stilled the storm. With theological hindsight, I believe, Mark is saying that both the howling wind and the howling demon are subject to the Son of God. At his command, both the sea and the man find their peace. Next, caves all around the Galilee were often used as tombs, and it was commonly believed that demons lived in them, as did this man of the city possessed by demons. He told Jesus his name was Legion, meaning that he possessed many demons, what we today might call multiple personalities. (coughs) After recognizing Jesus as Messiah, this legion of evil spirits invades a herd of swine, causing them to rush to their destruction at the bottom of the lake. Luke seems to assume that the country of the Gerasenes is non-Jewish territory. His concern is to show that the power of God is effective beyond the Palestinian orbit. End of quote. Obviously, the background of the story is more Gentile than Jewish, and in those days, it would have been difficult even for Gentiles to have such a large herd of pigs. Of course, Jewish people wouldn't be raising pork. As pigs are unclean animals, Jewish law prevents pigs from living on Jewish soil. But one modern-day kibbutz that I visited over there gets around that by raising pigs on wooden floors, (laughs) not touching the ground. Happy to sell pork to the Gentiles. Clever. Anyway. The demons begged not to be sent into the abyss, the bottom of the lake. Remember too, to the ancient Jewish mind, rough water represents chaos as in the story of Noah and the flood when human sin brought chaos into God's orderly creation. People need to remember that. You know, there are flood stories all over the world, but this is mythology we're talking about here in its purest form. Again, from the Interpreter's one-volume commentary. When Luke points out that the man who had been possessed with the demons was healed, he used the Greek term, which also means to be saved. Just as demons have been driven into perdition, so a man has received salvation. Father David used to point out that the word for salvation comes from the same word for salve used in healing. That means salvation has to do with healing, not just getting into heaven, which is, I think, how most people think of it. The story is a good example of the challenge we face as modern Christians in reading the Bible, both in its cultural, historical context and with the new perspective we've gained through advances in psychology. Both perspectives are needed, both necessary to understand the stories and the realities they point to. Consider the story in terms of our local realities today. Many homeless people in the Bay Area are mentally ill, sometimes using drugs and alcohol to self-medicate, Hopeless. They sometimes feel like they're drowning. Since California's mental institutions were shut, thank you, Governor Reagan, they've lived in tombs in plain sight. People tend to look down on the homeless, often frightened by them as much as annoyed. What is their name? Legion. Thousands of the homeless populate our streets and jails, camp on the banks of the Guadalupe River, sleep under bridges. Several weeks ago, I was preaching, presiding at Trinity Cathedral in downtown downtown San Jose. And from the altar, looking through the glass front doors, I could see homeless people camped out on the sidewalk across the street. Attempts to deal with their situation often lead to civil and political chaos we'd rather not see or deal with them. Jesus did. He was not approved, didn't shield his eyes. He simply asked this crazed, naked man, what is your name? In Hebrew mentality, name is huge. Animals didn't even come into existence until Adam and Eve named them. The incident is amazing when you think about it. Jesus was not the pious prude many Christians assume. To this day, some people are mentally, socially, sometimes physically naked. Our good intentions, trying to help, are seen by some as torment. Why can't you just leave us alone? Quit moving us from our campsites. Imagine being that man. In Luke's story, the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herds saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened, and when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus clothed in his right mind. Imagine. And we are the eyes, hands, and feet of the Christ. Television programs speak of former drug addicts helping those addicted get clean. Former gang members helping boys and girls leave the gangs, all at their own risk. Incredible difference. My question, where is the church? The response of the people back then? Fear. They didn't have to fear the possessed man. They knew him. He was crazy, but basically harmless. Rather, fear the one who has the power to cure him, who can bring salvation. Demons gone. The man wanted to follow Jesus, but was told, no, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And so he did. In the story, Luke replaced God, with God's instrument, Jesus. Never forget, we, the church, are Jesus' instrument of healing. In our day, broken legs and arms are socially acceptable, broken minds not so much. Years ago in Massachusetts, a new mental health system was being set up, and I was asked to testify before a state committee To a psychologist's question, I replied, the desirability of having mental health in our area is just one notch above having a venereal disease. Not much has changed in California either. Always the question I ask myself as I'm writing sermons is, so what? First, you can become sensitive to the issues and respond to the challenges and needs for mental health and homeless around Los Gatos in our area. Second, I hope today's response to Luke's story can help you approach the Bible in a way that is respectful of the mindset of Jesus' day and relevant to ours. And third, gold is there in Scripture, but you have to dig for it with the faith that one of the names of God in the Old Testament is truth in every sphere of life and that the compassionate spirit of Jesus we heard today, that spirit we call the Holy Spirit, will guide you into ways of healing.